We live in the era of the fan. Now more than ever, our voices are heard, and we have a lot to say. With decades of continuity across all of our favorite fictional universes, this podcast is here to take you through what is, what isn't, what could have been, and what is simply canon fodder. Alright everybody, and welcome back to Cannon Fodder. Today's episode is Alien versus Plate Runner. Versus <laughs> Try that again. Today on NPR, <laughs> we have Alien versus Blade Runner. Yeah, why are you talking like that? <laughs> All right, welcome back to Cannon Fodder. Today's episode is Alien versus Predator versus Blade Runner. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the uh, the Alien universe and, and the Aliens universe. Um, obviously, right now in the movies, we've had Alien, we've had Aliens versus Predator. So those two universes obviously connected. Um, there's been a exuberant amount of games of of comic books of extended universe things that are all connecting uh alien and predator some different offshoots that we'll get a chance to talk about today um as well as we'll talk about some of the connections not only to blade runner but to some other movies as well i'm not sure that's the proper use of the word exuberant um i'm pretty sure it is can we get clarification? <laughs> yeah, no. Agree to disagree, but I think you're wrong. Uh, you <laughs> you can have true. exuberance about the alien yeah. predator universe. Right, that's yeah. exactly what but I'm the saying. Fact that they Filled have, like, with or characterized by a lively energy yeah. and excitement. Right, so. there's an exuberant amount, right? There's there's all no, of these. incorrect. These, no, and that people are really excited for. There's no. a lively amount? No, there's you can't, a lively, you can't there's, say there's that the an films, amount that people are no. excited for. I'm excited for it. over a dozen films that you have an exuberance. You, 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 you yeah. can't quantify exuberance. Yeah. A, a, an exorbitant is that exorbitant is the word okay. you were looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's that's is this the like one. one of those that's things where like different groups of animals have a different yeah. weird term. Like, like a large amount of fil- films is called an exuberance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we here at Cannon Fodder are just a group of big dumb animals. So there we go. <laughs> you know, speaking of which, the first thing that I just thought about, you know, obviously we're here uh, in the studio at a shared universe, and I'm looking at the the Game of Thrones dragon egg over there. Yeah. And it just occurred to me that this studio needs an alien egg in yeah. it as well. Well, yeah, it does. It have I mean, it's got literally everything else, yeah. you know, that you I could possibly. The pulse rifle is behind right me behind from the Colonial yeah. Marines. Yeah. Um, and I see the dragon egg, and I'm like, you know what? They could use an alien egg. Of course, the alien egg is like the size of that trash can. Yeah, I was going to oh, say. No, of course. Oh, of course. Uh, there you go. How, how, <laughs> how should I, like, obvious, ask and you, and you shall receive? Like, I should have known. I am not surprised. The face hugger <laughs> egg. badass. This oh, thing is dude. badass. I like it. Oh, that's it. great. Right? Yeah. It's so funny when you think about like the actual scale of these things when you see them in the movie. That's like yeah, the size of a small huge. trash can. They're yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah, and you really don't realize it. And then all of a sudden, you've got this claw that's literally raping your face. I know. <laughs> well, see, that was one of my favorite things about the uh, the first Alien movie when they're that very first scene when John Hurt is down in the ship and they're looking at all the eggs and you could see they do the close up inside the egg and you see the face hugger, yeah, yeah, kind of like, like pulsating, yeah. moving around. And 
in the egg and you're like, oh, like something's about to go down. <laughs> like, it's just so cool to think about, you know, because back in, what was it, 79, Alien came out, right? Yep. Yeah, correct. Like, you know, it was just, it was groundbreaking at the time for yeah. that kind of a movie. And like, just, not just the movie itself, the story and everything else, but like the effects, like the way that the, the alien creature was done and the way the face huggers were like, everything was just so next level almost for that time period in filmmaking. And it's obviously one of the greatest movies ever made and it's one of the last few good Ridley Scott movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it really built off that like Star Wars aesthetic of like the yeah. dirty space. Yep. You know, like prior to Star Wars you had like Buck Rogers and Star Trek where everything was clean and new and space right. was, you know, like a brand new car. But you know, Alien just kind of took that Star Wars dirty Millennium Falcon and made it into like a horror film. Yeah. yeah. And so you have like all these, you know, dark passageways. You have like the bowels of the ship that you would never see yep. on like the yep. Enterprise or something like that. And yep. and it really like got into like how like this is just like they're like just regular workers. Right. Like there's nothing there's nothing special about what they do yeah. in Alien. And like, I like they're not Starfleet. They're oil miners and, one, and, and yeah. that was one of the things that I appreciate about it because like to your point when you see movies like Star Wars and Star Trek even you only ever see like the main characters you know yep. you never rarely you rarely see like the grunt work people in the bowels of the ship and one of the things that made Aliens so cool was making all of those characters the main characters you right. know yeah. and it just yeah <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I loved about it that you don't often remember is that Sigourney Weaver's character, uh, Ripley, was – she was a scientist. That She wasn't a warrior. Yeah. She wasn't a soldier, right? Because in, like, Alien Aliens, she starts to become, like, the protagonist, like, superhero-type right. character. Right, right. Whereas yeah. in Alien, she was just – she was, it was a horror movie. Right. And she was just the strong female character that right. doesn't die in the end. And she wasn't right, even, you know? like, the main character. Like, no. you like, going into that movie, you expect – you know like Tom Skerritt's character yep. to survive till the end or yep. something like that and it ended up being her and that sort of like started the whole thing with Ripley just being an ultimate badass <laughs> which is one of the reasons that makes that movie so great is because of the character development that Ripley goes through yeah. so so you know say what you will about Alien 3 um, and how not good it is because <laughs> it's not it's not a good movie um, I don't think it's as bad as some of the sequels that we've gotten but neither here nor there um, but y y by the time that Sigourney Weaver's character gets to that point on the prison planet she, like her character has gone through so much development yeah. from the first movie and they really uh, the thing that I like about it is that they take place back to back to back right, right? right. but the, the thing has like I, a terrible yeah the like thing I her, don't this whole thing, every single yeah. cool thing that they did other than Sigourney Weaver in Aliens, they literally kill off yeah, off screen. Like, like what was the little kid's name? What was Newt? The, Newt, Newt, Newt yeah. yeah. So they yeah. kill Newt off screen. Yeah, in the crash. So, yeah. so speaking of that, let's talk about the what makes Alien like a really good movie. Because yes, it is a horror movie. Yep. But like any good horror movie, or I would say any be like the best horror movie that has this sort of uh, antagonist. The alien is not the real antagonist. Correct. It's the corporation, Correct. the Wayland Utani Corporation. Yes. And that is what the Wayland Utani Corporation is sort of like the one thread that really connects all of the movies in all of the different Alien versus Predator universes, even like the ones that, you know, we'll talk about later that are not technically or we don't think are canon. Um, but it's the you know, like, that scene when Ash, um, Ian Holm, rest in peace, uh, when he, like, you know, they find out that he's basically programmed to 
bring back a specimen yep, and the rest of the crew is expendable when they find that out yep. like that's such a massive turning point in the movie because it really changes the like you still have the fear of the alien but it changed like oh like okay like you know fuck this guy like he's the real like he's the real problem here yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, it was actually such a surprise turn, like when all of a sudden, you know, that Ash is just throwing people around the room and you realize that he himself is a android or a replicant, if yeah. you will, right? Now, you know... Um, Do you want to kind of, like, let's get into, like, what these movies are, Yeah. right? So, so there are four mainline alien movies. There are yes, right, and and so, and what's really so fun, it would be Alien, Aliens, yep. Alien Three, and, and then Alien Resurrection. The main line, okay. They have Ripley, right? And what I love about that series, is each one is like a different movie, right? Like yeah, very you go, you different. Go from horror in the first one, the second one is like action, yeah. right? You know, straight out, you know, like blockbuster. The third one is like psychological. You got Fincher, you know, they yep. don't do the psychological very well, but they try oh, for it. God, and then you know, you have like. You know the the fourth one is like very it's very European because it was directed by a Frenchman, and but like yeah. it has like a real like absurdist kind of like Fifth Element kind of thing going on. Yeah, that, it's you, very yeah. over the top. The yeah. fourth one. Yep. So you have them. So you have the four alien. Now then, Predator itself has four films. Predator. Ooh, so right. Predator. Predator Two. Yep. Right. Which is Predator Two is the reason this whole things are connected. I don't know. Yep. I, I couldn't find online if it was some art department person just put that alien. Yeah, the alien, alien. head into I Predator Two. Long before there was Alien versus Predator or the games, yep. that was the coolest thing I've yeah, ever. Yeah, it was seen. the coolest thing ever. Yeah, just, everyone, everyone yeah. talked yeah, about it. It's like an OG Easter egg. You're Glover, like, oh! Yeah, you see the alien. Glover head walks onto that ship. He sees the he sees the alien head, yep. and then that's where this. That's why we have a podcast today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we got and then we got Predators. And we got the Predator. Right. Right. So you have Predators, which was the one um, that took place on the Predator planet. Or, or at least our game preserve. Yeah, yeah. or Adrian on one of Brody. the... Yeah, yeah. with Adrian so, Brody. So that movie, for me, is the one that is the farthest outside of any sort of established canon in this universe because it's like, they don't really... It's been a while since I've seen it, but like if I recall correctly, they don't really give you anything in terms of like you know they're just these there's these shitty people that have been taken to this planet yep. for the predators to hunt which like you know and like i would the action scenes really aren't even that great in that movie and it just kind of ends and it's very unfulfilling and there's not a whole lot of like you know at least the other like alien versus predator at least had some really cool connections and yep. explanations to the universe same with uh with the predator the one that came out in 2018 but that one just sort of like it felt like they that that movie almost feels to me like that they made a completely different movie about the exact same thing about people that are stranded on this alien planet being hunted by aliens and then somebody was just like eh, well you know we could probably make a few more bucks if we just make the aliens predators yeah. you know instead like of some other reboot. like exactly like a software like instead of creating something new let's just fucking making predators right like, so deep, it's a, and yeah. it's almost like a reverse of the original predator movie right so instead of the predator being the hunter you've got the humans that are hunting the predators Right, and that yeah. I, I think that reversal, uh, that role reversal, was yeah. kind of what they were going for. It was a right? terrible movie, but it, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> great. It, although I will say that it is better than the Predator. Yeah, the well, the Predator builds off of that like secret government group that right. Gary Busey leads, and then his right. son is in the group in the in the Predator, which is which is <laughs> so that I think so that's one thing about. So I'm glad you mentioned that because when you talk about like canon, that was one of those things when I first saw the Predator and I saw Jake Busey, I was yeah. like fully expecting there to be 
much stronger connections to Predator 2 because Gary Busey's character was like the best part of Predator 2 because he was he sort of filled the the uh, like the Wayland Yutani position in there and then they just didn't do anything with it so like was his casting just sort of like completely coincidental happenstance that they cast his son like because they literally never reference it (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy what and I, there is a mention, though, of the Guatemala incident in every Predator movie. Though. Yes. So, like, they always go back to this Guatemala incident, which, of course, is what right. happened in 87 with... Uh, with, with Arnie. Yeah. 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 That's the one thing so they, they always so go they back to. So, they all are supposed to exist in the real world. And I guess Predator sets up the main thing of the Predator, which is the fact that there are, like, different Predator subspecies. Like, like they're closely related, but almost in a way that we would be to, like, Neanderthals or something. Wait, like which movie sets that up? Predators yeah. set that up. Because, yes. Because yes. if you remember, there's, like, really big Predator. Yeah, right? there's... And the same thing with Alien versus I was going to say, I think yeah. they did that first... Yeah, they did that yeah. first in Alien versus Predator. Yeah, where there was, like, different, like... And they had different helmets. Yeah, they had the different mm-hmm. symbols. Remember, he takes the alien finger yep. and he yeah. carves that symbol into his head. Yeah. Yeah, you they, know? they call him in... Uh, in Predators, they call him the Tracker Predator, the right? Falconer President, right? Exactly, right. Zerker. Yeah, yeah, and they all have like different. Oh, they yeah, have different their mandibles specialties are bigger. That, and right. Yeah, that yeah, they yeah. get to do, right? So then, so it's interesting when you think about those things because it's fun to think about it in kind of a chronological order, right? Mm-hmm. right. So, like chronologically speaking, Predator would be the first movie in yes. like the series that takes place basically yes. in present day. Yeah, with Arnie there, and you have that Predator. Yeah, present thing. day, early eighties, right. and then for yeah. some, and then Predator Two, for some reason is seems to take place in the 90s but also in some sort of weird dystopian like alternate future <laughs> yeah, like. yeah so predator 2 is made in 1990 right but what they do is they set the movie uh 1997 right and the idea is that like it's like Donald Trump's worst dream. It's right. Like, it was very like escape from New York. It's like yes. City, it's, yeah, yeah. It's almost like that. Like the cities are completely overrun. Yeah. And so I guess they wanted to play up this, you know, jungle warfare for the first one, city warfare. Yeah. The second concrete one. warfare. Right. Yeah, yeah. But instead of just yeah. having like, you know, a normal city with normal amount of crime, like there's literally like a shootout at the beginning of the movie yeah. where it's like worse than you would see in Afghanistan or Iraq and like but there's also like newsmen just right in the middle of it which yeah. it, it's absolutely absurd so they, they go to this absurd level of like setting it up so then if that took place in 97 that means that the Alien versus Predator movies that just play, take place a couple years later are in that same world that same world yeah, <laughs> yeah which is which I'm, is so ridiculous because like that and, and that's where so when you get Alien versus Predator that's where it starts to make Predator 2 in particular look bad because they go to great lengths to explain the whole, you know, the Predators have been coming to this planet for generations, bringing the aliens with them. They have the queen chained up. She lays the eggs and it's a whole, you know, like a feat of strength basically rite of passage type of thing, which at the time when you watch it, you're like, oh, like, that's actually really fucking cool, like, that the Predators are sort of, like, enslaving the aliens in this way, right. because what other purpose do the aliens have? They're just this this brainless, violent species. Yeah, like how humans raise deer. Right, yeah. exactly. Raise deer yeah, and they, yeah. and exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, fast forward to a few years later, and then you get Prometheus and Alien Covenant, and you're like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> now, <laughs> shit is, now shit is not making sense in terms of the timeline. <laughs> well, come on, the, the alien population, the engineers just created Earth. 
period right <laughs> well but not but, but even even when by you by drinking some hot tea and then jumping in a river yeah but see but even when you so even when you so, so let's talk about the first you know so for the when you when you get alien aliens alien 3 and alien resurrection yeah. are like a clearly established timeline that makes sense everything is connected not everything in not everything makes but, sense but yeah, well, yeah no, I mean, but the timeline it's, it's, makes sense the timeline yeah, makes from sense a, from right. a, and if you had Predator and Predator Two, right, and they would that could make still sense. that could yeah, still be fine. Yeah, still but be the fine. moment you throw in Alien versus Predator, and then particularly not even Prometheus, but particularly Alien Covenant, where you find out that David, the synthetic played by Michael Fassbender, literally created the aliens in a timeline that is established to be the year like twenty one oh four or well something, after. like yeah. well after any mm-hmm. of this shit. Then you're just like. Okay, t- time out. <laughs> time out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it once once you get into those the newer movies Prometheus and Alien Covenant cuz aren't they supposed to be prequels? Like wasn't Prometheus they, supposed to be yeah, a prequel? So Prometheus and Alien Covenant take place before the Sigourney Weaver Alien. So this right. is well before right. the Nostromo. Right. In fact, right. but only about 100 the, years yeah, before. Yeah, the original yeah. plan yeah. is that like this is the explanation for that ship that they find. Right. Because it's very obviously the same ship. Very obviously the same ship. Yeah, that they find in Alien 1. Right, right. So Alien is is, is 2122, so it's almost 100 years, basically, um, after um, what happens in both both Prometheus and Covenant. But, you know, I think this gets down to the creative side of this. So, like, Ridley Scott, who created Alien, he had nothing to do with Aliens... Yep. Alien versus yeah, Predator. Yeah, no, Aliens was yeah. James, Cameron, James Cameron. Right. right. Yeah. So when he started to do Prometheus, what he basically did is he went back and he started making his own timeline, his own continuity. Right. And okay. In fact, um, I found a quote. So one of the writers for Prometheus was talking about how their Wayland Corporation that he explains and sets up in Prometheus doesn't jive with the Wayland Corporation that you see in Alien versus Predator. And he was just like, yeah, I have no intention of, fi- of, of following yep. that timeline. So exactly. Like, yeah. So, like, he views it as his own thing. So, And the funny thing about Prometheus is that when the original, original, like, early draft versions of that screenplay... It was in no way meant to be an alien prequel. Right. It was supposed to be a completely standalone movie with the same premise of this of uh, a team of scientists, you know, traveling to deep space to sort of figure out the you know the beginnings of humanity. The engineers were there. It was a whole thing. And and when you then when you watch Prometheus, so like I don't know the exact specifically, you know, the studio got involved and it was like you know, hey, well maybe you're making aliens. Well, and then it became this prequel. And like when you when you watch Prometheus with that information, it becomes so obvious that like that's really the case because like the alien component of uh prometheus feels it's just like fucking jammed right in there yeah. with it's a sideways in the end. fork yeah, yeah. like it's, it's it comes just because they have the wayland yutani corporation from the very beginning mm-hmm. which is fine but like the way that they because you don't actually see an alien as we know it in prometheus you see a right. kind of looking alien-ish thing at the end and then it's just like then when they go now we're in the alien universe, <laughs> and, and they always said that it wasn't supposed to be a sequel. Like when the movie was first coming out, they like it was supposed to be a standalone movie, and it wasn't supposed to tie into Alien. And then it did at the end. It was supposed to be a surprise, but then wasn't a surprise, and it was just it was a whole jumbled mess. You know. So one of the things that I really did like about Alien versus Predator, right, was uh, when they brought back Bishop. 
mm-hmm. right? So they have the actual guy, Charles Bishop, who is the the leader of the exploration into the alien, right? You know, kind of like uh, whatever it is, temple or whatever it is, because he's looking because he's dying, right? And he's looking to increase his life, right? Which is a general theme throughout not only Aliens but also Blade Runner. Right. right. Yeah. And that's sort of like one of the elements that kind of connects and you can kind of understand uh, why the, the replicants would be, you know, sort of being made is because they're always looking for eternal life. Yep. Right. And that's what they want to be able to bring back the alien blood for. Right. This guy is looking for a way to extend his own life and, and looking for that key to be able to cure his cancer and, and to live forever. Yeah, and this gets into why I was so excited about this. When we first talked about this podcast, this was the episode I wanted to do, yeah. mm-hmm. and I was so excited about it. And that's because as abundant and exuberant as the connections are between <laughs> Alien and Predator, um, <laughs> my favorite s- series is the Alien Blade Runner series and yeah. all those connections. Yeah. And, and with that is, so you know, Ridley Scott in 79 directed Alien, yep. and in 82 he directed Blade Runner. Yep. And even though they are separate studios, so therefore you're not going to have that commercial crossover with all the comic books and the toys and the video games, he always viewed them as set in the same world. So there is a, a time difference between the two. But he has been quoted as saying that he always, he always thought of Blade Runner as the city that the people from the Nostromo would go home to. So basically, this is, you know, this is where they would live. This is what it would look like. This is what the technology would be like. You know, Blade Runner is 2019. And uh, Aliens 2122. So you're talking about a good 100 years. But there are supposed to be a lot of connections. And, and one is, this is something we'll put on our Instagram page. If you uh, are watching both movies, you'll notice that a lot of the computer displays are the same. The computer displays are yes. exactly yeah, the same. They're yeah. exact, so, so basically the way that uh, the spinners, you know, the cop cars are yeah. driven. Mm-hmm. And the way that the that the Nostromo and, it, it, and uh, it's... Um, Connected ships are connect are are controlled or are all using the same like this big red purge as they're getting ready to, to yeah go the out. the Environ CTR exactly that's, that's what it is the Environ CTR yep and then this is something he even played up even more in Prometheus especially if you look at all the uh, the TED um, the TED talk like um, promotional material that they released on YouTube leading up right. to the movie and then all of the um, all of the like DVD extras. The idea is that Peter Wayland learned from the Tyrell Corporation. He mentions his mentor who lived in a pyramid yep. overlooking a city of angels, which is clearly a mention of what it's like in Blade Runner. Yep. Both movies obviously have the replicants, which which you mentioned earlier. Yep. And and so but not only that, I think the big thing is is that Blade Runner begins talking about how the replicants existed to do work in outer, sp- outer space. So, so the idea is that the replicants are not allowed on Earth, and that's why Deckard chases them. Yeah. And, and, they, and you see them in Alien, what they actually do, which is working in space, being an extra hand, you know, dangerous environments, that type of stuff. But the aliens themselves are, are brainless, right? So it doesn't make sense that they would be workers, right? No, the replicants. Oh, the replicants, yeah, yeah, ra- the replicants rather, are. be the workers, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's obviously that's what the androids are, but yep. then the androids later on when Alien comes along is that they become even more perfected, right? right. And if you look in the Nostromo uh, dossier, Right. There is a line talking about uh, Tom Sizemore's character. Um, and it says that previously he had worked 
for Tom Skerritt. Or yeah. excuse, excuse me, Tom Dallas. Skerritt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom Skerritt. Uh, it's character. Dallas is so great. Um, he had uh, he had worked for the Wayland Otani Corporation. Yeah, well, he, no, he's working for the Wayland Otani Corporation. Wait, because the whole crew yeah, yeah. of the Nostromo yeah. is there on company it, company orders, right, right? But it mentions that previously he had worked for a ship run by the Tyrell. Corporation. The Tyrell Corporation, is, right? right. Yeah. So exactly. you know, basically, so for those of you, we're, we're throwing a lot of names out there. You know, an alien. It's the it's the Wayland Utani Corporation. You right. see that throughout Alien, and then a little bit in the Alien versus Predator movies, and then in the Blade Runner movies, it's the Tyrell Corporation right. that right. creates all them. And and as we see in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, that they're done. Yep. The Tyrell Co- Corporation, you know, because of the events of the first Blade Runner, right. They are now um, the, a defunct corporation, but there's a new corporation that has started up that is n- creating the replicants because the main. The main theme that connects all of the Ridley Scott movies, and we touched on this a little bit earlier, is that it's big companies that are the villains. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like these monsters, be it aliens or replicants, they can do scary things. Yeah. And they are capable of tremendous destruction. But really, it's human beings who are, are, you know, it's their greed, it's their inability to care about other people setting up other people right because the alien the alien species yeah. have a, just a very linear thought pattern it's right. like you know kill and survive like that's about and procreate that's about it and it's and it's almost a little bit of of social commentary on like parental roles in in your life because there's parental connections between the two because in alien they have mother which is right. the computer system and in uh blade runner they call um uh, uh, Tyrell, they call him father. Like exactly. They, yeah, That's a great point. They treat, him, they, they treat yeah. him like father. So not only is it the corporations that are kind of controlling, but it also echoes that with like the control that sort of parents have over children. Exactly. Right? And, and how that it's not always pure. It's not always benevolent. It's not always for the child's best interest. A lot of the times you, it, it when you know, during the time that these movies were made there was a lot of, of family situations where the parents were leading them down a more of a selfish pathway where they wanted their children to lead the life that they wanted, not the life that they their children wanted, you know? Yeah. And even Predator has this, all these movies have this have this thing where there's not shared information. Right. Basically, what happens is that you know things get worse because the corporation or in Predator, it's the government doesn't share with the underlings yep. the basic information they could need to beat the the whatever that villain is. So you know, an alien, they have no idea that they're being purposely sent there. That the right. whole point of the mission right. is for the company to get right. there. Then right. in Aliens, they they have an entire um, colony started on this moon. Yep, the colony starts before. The, the Wayland Utani company really knows what happened to the Nostromo. But then after the Nostromo incident, and they get back Sigourney Weaver, they get back Ripley, they then send the colonists out to look for the aliens. They find them, and obviously terrible things yep. happen. Predator, what happens? They go into the jungle. They think it's a regular search and rescue. Yep, yep. But they don't know that they're actually the second team being sent in. Yep. There's already been some sort of crazy disturbance. They don't know what. You know, in, in, in Blade Runner... There, you know, Deckard isn't given all the information yeah. as he's looking for these replicants. Exactly. So, in, so in every case, you know, there's this thing where this disaster is caused by whoever's in charge not sharing 
the information with the underlings that they need to actually save and and do whatever task. Yeah, not given. not sharing the reality of the situation, just sharing a right. perspective, which is very often times when when you're raising um, you know kids, you're going to only share with them the portion that you feel that they need to know. Yeah, right. Because and and sometimes that causes you know, trust issues later on because you're like, how come you lied to me and didn't tell me the way that this really is and you led me and you just let me believe that this was a way that it would, it actually wasn't. Right. You know? And this is all happening in, you know, the, the late 70s, early 80s. So you're yeah. talking about the, the rise of these giant corporations in America, yep. know, international corporate, you know, that's why the, yep. the name Wayland yutani you know, even before you get into... Just what sounds it, evil. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but also, you know, it has that Wayland and Yutani, you know, like it sounds like an east-west combination. It's, it's you yes, know, you know, right. yeah, back yeah. then, you know, we're we're talking about you know, Japanese companies are buying up all types of properties in the U.S. There's there's a lot of growth. So you're, you're talking about an east east-west thing. So a very po- powerful company. You're also talking it's post Watergate. Yep. And you know, so so you're talking about there's not a lot of trust for for big institutions, be it government, and then. And, and post-Vietnam War. Exactly. I mean, that was one of the things that really, like, the Vietnam War was one of the first wars that was, like, broadcast on, right. like, TV, right? Yeah. Like, that that you had, like, like live coverage of, and, and you found out that, A, not only should we not have been in that war, but there was stuff that was going on over there that was happening that was just not cool. Right. Where 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 women and children and and civilians were being murdered by Americans, and it just was a just a terrible situation. Yeah, and it kind of sets that up in Blade Runner. You know, the opening scroll of Blade Runner says replicants were used off-world as slave labor mm-hmm. in the hazardous exploration and colonization of other planets. After a bloody mutiny by a Nexus Six, which is the type of replicant yep. that yep. Deckard ends up following, a combat team in an off-world colony, replicants were declared illegal on Earth under penalty of death. So, I mean, you get into a little bit of immigration issues with this one, yep. obviously, too. Yeah, you know, you, you really get into everything, and and so, as much as I love like the predator alienness of it. I really think that it's the connections and themes between like Alien and Blade Runner that I really find fascinating. Oh yeah, no, totally. Because oh, the, the oh for sure, yeah, because the Predator connections, especially you know in the Alien versus Predator movies, are just. It, I mean, those two movies are just it's straight up connection. action movies. Yeah, it's a yeah. toy mm-hmm. connection. It's the whole thing, and it's just like, like, why am I watching this? And like the one thing that was cool, you know, like getting back to like the 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 timeline of things is that when you when you watch the first Alien versus Predator movie, it sheds, like, so much light on the whole thing and makes you, it's like, oh, okay, like, you know, because and then it takes you back and you're like, so the first Alien movie, that's not the first time that humans have had contact with aliens. It was a- They've actually been around forever, and the Predators are basically, like, you know, enslaving them for one, you know, one thing or another. And then I'm not even going to talk about Alien versus Predator because that movie is just... It's, it's I like so the first bad. one a lot better than the second one. That's what, that's what, yeah, yeah, aliens versus what, what, what do they call it? Alien? What did the second one we call? AVP two? Or yeah, like, AVP is, so it's two. weird. Yeah, alien yeah. versus predator doesn't have the AVP right thing. Right. But then what they do is they call it aliens versus predator right. requiem. 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 That's requiem. what it was. And then requiem. some of the requiem. posters requiem. have this yeah. like AVP. Well, you know right. what? It's, what's crazy is that like. Aliens. Which it has the alien predator fusion, right? It's so oh, bad. Which which comes in at the end of the first movie. Yeah, it's like the teaser then, for yeah. the end. Yeah, but, but that's then one it, of those ideas yeah. that works great as like a post credit or like an ending. Right. But then once you actually see it in, it works in great action. as an action figure, yeah. but yeah. not as right. like not as a main so, plot line. So, so so an interesting factoid though that I think about aliens. So so again, when I think of like 
chronologically speaking and like timeline wise prometheus and covenant are just like garbage and don't have any place in this whole thing because one of the uh abandoned scripts sequels to the alien because alien versus predator was supposed to be a trilogy there's supposed to be three of them the abandoned third movie was supposed to explore the fact that after the first one um, the the main the main girl that survives I forget her name her character's name but she like she has like the gun you know like the predator gun yeah, yeah. Yeah. and the the whole idea of the third movie was gonna be that that technology gets reverse engineered to help propel humans into space which oh, that, is where we then get to you know the first yeah, which leads us to the to, first to Blade Runner yeah right, well, to, yeah to the first alien, alien movie yeah. like space exploration all that other yeah. stuff which like, yeah, like which again like it's it's kind of been done before but it's such a cool idea to like have that explored and then you can really connect all the universes because again like you know the only connection between aliens and predators in those two movies was just the fact that the predators had been using the aliens for their 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 yeah, purposes for so many years but it doesn't connect them in the same way that that idea would the yeah. connection are like special effects they're not people right. there's no character yeah. connections right. that you really believe yeah. in. And that's the worst part well there are two really bad things about alien versus predator requiem one is the entire like first third of the movie is shot as though it's sunset like yes. This, oh my like god. It's just, yeah. you know, like, they call it golden hour in film, and it looks beautiful, but inexplicably, the sun is just setting in that town for yeah. the entire first third of that film, and, and it just looks cheap and terrible. And it doesn't make sense from a technology standpoint because then all of a sudden it takes place. It, it seems like earlier on than the first movie because it takes place in like a very like regular modern and times it's, like the guy's yeah. delivering pizza yeah. and it's very like teenage there's angst there's no character movie. connection no. there's yeah. nothing you know like there's no it's just that ship that was escaping from the first one just gets shot down there yeah. it's just well and see and see so that's a really good point that i think separates um, the the good movies in this franchise from the shitty ones. So look at Alien and Aliens, right? Yeah. Un yeah. Unquestionably the two best movies in the franchise. What makes them good, and uh, well, one of the things that makes them good is that the way they do their characters, right? So Aliens in particular has a very large cast of quote-unquote main characters. Yeah. yeah. But they fucking kill two-thirds of them like early on in the movie to allow for everyone else to develop yeah. same with alien they kind of go throughout the movie but then when you look at aliens versus predator and particularly alien covenant as an example it's a, a bloated roster of characters yeah and so many of them survive for so long that nobody gets development everybody yeah. even the main characters are just paper thin fucking yeah. characters yeah. with like zero motivation the only character in, the, in prometheus and alien covenant that has any development and frankly is the only it's the only thing that makes these movies watchable is michael fassbender's character right. the yeah. david and the walter character it's the only thing yeah. that makes those movies watchable yeah and simultaneously these movies which are bloated in terms of cast they also have like no connection these bad ones in between them you know, zero like, yeah. You know, like, yeah like so for instance predator 2 doesn't work for many reasons, but the main reason is that there's no human character that you're following and you're connecting. Right. No, like, you yeah. know, it's yes, a whole new cast somebody of Somebody else is playing, is yeah. fighting Predator, but, you know, there's no connection. Alien and aliens work because you are following Rid right. um, your Ripley's. Even Ripley's same with Ripley's. Alien 3 and yeah, Alien, yeah, alien exactly. Resurrection. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. you're you still following, following Ripley's character. Right. There's yeah. one anchor character. Yeah. And the same reason why, um, uh, why the all of those other like Alien vs Predator and Predator Requiem and then Predators and not Predator it's You're not four brand anybody. new sets of characters mm -hmm. every single time completely not connected by anything right. and it's just like 
and not really Stupid. following a linear story that they set or yeah, a, or a universe that they created yeah. previously. Well, because it feels to me that, pre- like I said before, Predators in particular is the one that feels like it's just the least connected to to anything because Predator One and Predator Two, you know, they talk about the Guatemala incident. Yeah. So there's at least that yeah. connection. Yeah. And then Predators also, uh, or no, I'm sorry, the Predator from 2018 also links back to that specific incident from the first Predator movie. Yeah. So the three of those movies kind of make yeah. their own thing. But Predators is just like I said, it's a movie that I feel like at the end of the day they were just like, you know what, uh, make them Predators, make well, them Predators yeah. to be cooler. Well, <laughs> predators does reference the the Guatemala incident because the um the idf soldier she recognizes the predator there's that oh that's right there is that one scene there's that one scene brody can tell that she's at least seen this before and that would make sense you know she's israeli special forces right relationship with the u.s it was still fucking stupid yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was really bad the only thing i liked about it was that it was in outer space so it's it's a little bit more believable that it's in the same universe or same sort of timeline but just it just See, like, but that like was the-, the Predator was so bad. It was just such a hodgepodge of just plot lines and and over like it tried to be funnier than it was, yeah. and it was just like the whole oh, story. The suit and at then the end, and then the it just, it just ends. Yeah. It just ends yeah. out of nowhere. Like this movie that you're just on, you're just in this garbage storyline of a movie, and it just ends out of nowhere. And you're like, well, okay, I guess I'm gonna go 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 play basketball or something. Well, here's an interesting <laughs> Well, this is a perfect segue. It's like, so, speaking of the end of the Predator. Okay. You know that uh, they originally planned to have an alien connection at yes. the very end. They did. You, you, yes. Why didn't they? Oh, because terrible terrible decisions were made. If you <laughs> And I I read all the bad decisions. I read were made. this after I first saw the Predator and then it it really really struck me so why is this thing that they're fighting for the whole time clearly it looks like a coffin looks like yeah. a it looks like a person is in there yeah. right so yep. there's this whole thing where they're the predators are, are trying to get this ultimate predator weapon away right. yep. from the humans the humans are trying to get it this this is like traitorous predator is, is trying to give it to the humans and the whole time it looks like it could be either a coffin or a stasis pod right, like, so it's like the alien. size of a person yeah it's, right. a, it's the size and shape of a person and then they open at the end of the movie and it's like Basically, a pill-sized like yeah, it's like an iron, suit and it's an iron Man armor that, yeah. that in no way needed to be inside such a large container. Right, That's right, but it turns you into a predator as well, doesn't it? Like it, well, like, it like, gives, gives you their armor, armor. Yeah, like it gives you Iron Man armor that looks like a predator. Yeah, right. and they and they, so it's and, based they imply, off their right. and they imply that it automatically like you know links you into whatever network they have, so you've got all the information. You know, they imply that because yeah. he kind of the guy that gets it on him at the end sort of like loses his shit for a little bit. But no, no, but no, because I know where you're going. That continue yeah. where. What, what this was supposed to be because this would have made this would have made that entire garbage movie entirely worth it so yeah. the ultimate weapon was supposed to be an unexplained either clone or ripley herself oh. which would have been so awesome because yeah. see yeah. for me that would have been how you connect alien resurrection to that right yeah like make it because like, like she's she's the android exactly yeah. like they should have made so predators for me or I'm sorry the predator that movie should have taken place in the the, the long standing future right like, yes. like way mm-hmm. in the future mm-hmm. after Alien Resurrection because they established one of the cool things you see in Alien Resurrection is that the Ripley clone that is you know efficient they were she was what what the seventh one or the eighth one right yeah. they failed they fucked it up a few times so how cool would it have been almost like a Weapon X kind of thing it's like oh no. 
we actually did succeed another time. Yes. And that's where this clone has been, you know, make up a backstory about how she had been, you know, she was in one of the escape pods from that ship in Alien Resurrection. Like, connecting it that way would have been so much better than what we anything. got. It could have been anything. Because they, they shot it the, a younger actress to kind of play a photo double of, right. of, um, of Ripley. Mm-hmm. And, the, and she had, and there's a couple different versions that I saw online, but, like, they had a mask that's very reminiscent of the um, of the face hugger, okay. but it's actually just like, but it's just supposed to be a visual clue. It's actually just yeah, like a, just a mask, a mask, yeah, yeah, you know. Okay, but yeah, so that would have been really great. Would have really yeah, it would have been amazing because then the that's, that's like the, the weapon future. that they use is Ripley, you know, right? Cause, right, yeah, because yeah. Predator, you're you're so right. Predator needs to go into the future. Like, yeah, I think yeah. the biggest mistake of the Alien versus Predator series is that they brought the aliens to our time. Right, right. they brought the when aliens they to the Predator. They time should bring the Predator of, yeah. to the alien. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, because, yeah. like, because, like I said before, and this is one of the things that. So, so, so let's let's move on to these alien prequels because this, to me, is just an endless stream of garbage that is so infuriating. So we talked a little bit about Prometheus, and Prometheus, honestly. You can watch the entire movie of Prometheus, and if you just sort of block out the fact that one of the characters is Wayland, it's you know, Wayland, yeah. right, like the Guy Pierce character, yeah. if you just yeah. sort of block that fact out, you can easily just negate this entire movie from the Alien universe. But Covenant, however, is a direct sequel to Prometheus, takes place like like within, I think, 10 years after mm-hmm. um, Prometheus, but it completely ruins not only does it ruin the origin of the aliens it ruins the original timeline and any possible connections to alien versus predator right because it very plainly states that david the synthetic created the aliens like he created them through his biological experimentation or whatever and but that happens in it's like the year 2150 or something right which so there's no fucking way that the predators could then be using the aliens in 2004 or whenever alien versus predator was made back on earth so it completely fucks up the entire timeline but most importantly it takes away the mystery of the aliens. Like we've said before, the aliens are just a tool. Like they're a plot device, essentially. Yeah. The yeah, real exactly. villain is the, the corporation, is the corporation. Right? So yeah. to give the aliens this backstory that they were created by a crazy android, it's so fucking stupid. And don't get me wrong. Again, Alien Covenant suffers from the same issue that Prometheus does, where if you take the basic story of Alien Covenant, which is a is a synthetic android who becomes sentient, more or less, and decides that he wants to play God and create a new life form, you, you do that entire story, just not aliens, like not the aliens that we know and love, these guys yeah. here, and you would have had a really, really good movie. Yeah. But instead, again, it felt like it was just jammed in yeah, there. Yeah, you tried to connect You know, it. And, yeah. and, even, and even if you're going by what Ed mentioned before, where Ridley Scott was like, no, fuck all that other shit, this is what is now in the canon universe, this is the movie that leads into Alien, even when you go by that, it still doesn't make any fucking sense. No. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Not, not, not in any way, shape, or form, right? And, and like, so... There, the central theme, you know, kind of going around uh, both Alien and um, Blade Runner is that one of immortality, right? And that's the same thing that David is trying to do in Alien Covenant and Prometheus, right? Is he's trying to find that key to everlasting life for for Waylon, right? So, mm-hmm. like, 
for Guy Pierce's character, right? And and like that's that central theme. So I like that that is kind of a connection, but that's really the only thing that that really makes it you know kind of connected. You're you're absolutely right. They should have just used a different just make it a different a, a different species of yeah. alien. Don't make it a xenomorph and and you could have had like a great movie. Yeah, exactly, because like like you 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 didn't need to have like the the whole idea of David creating the aliens is so annoying because it like you, you they should have stuck with like the original thing that was implied from the very first alien movie when they when they're on the ship the big you know like u-shaped uh like horseshoe shaped ship yeah. that we all know that was down on lv426 they should have just stuck with the original idea that whoever whatever alien species manned that ship they had the alien on board their ships remember they showed the guy in the, the giant which we later find out as an engineer then his chest is blown open right in the very first movie. Oh, like look at this! It's a fucking alien thing right here. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like just keeping that level of mystique is all you need to do to go deep into it in Prometheus with the uh, the idea of the engineers and creating humanity on a faraway planet, and then to expand upon that with David creating the fucking aliens from a virus that was this goo in these fucking jars. It was so stupid, and it just it, for me, it, like like I, I can't even acknowledge the existence of the movies because it ruins everything about the alien franchise in my opinion yeah I, I i agree and it's just so impossible to kind of connect it with other things um because of that right so let's talk a little bit about the the expanded canon right so right. you know we've got we you, you've got the the commercial canon that's all there and it's all supposed to be one universe but obviously it, it doesn't make sense so that's right we'll so, talk so about we that have, we have two but, we have two we have two worlds we've talked about basically right, right. we have the we have the 12 commercial movies Six right. Alien, Four Predator, Two yeah. Alien versus Predator. Right. Then we have the, this kind of like somewhat connected um, Alien Blade Runner. Right. Right. And then they have one connection too, which is the Kurt Russell movie. Oh, right. Soldier. Soldier. Yeah, Soldier. <laughs> so Soldier, who was written by David Peoples, right? Uh, yeah, David Peoples, who co-wrote Blade Runner. Um, he essentially said that it was a space western that mm-hmm. was supposed to be a sequel okay. to a, a space western that was supposed to be a sequel to Blade Runner. Yeah. Right? And, like, okay. So Soldier itself is an interesting movie, and it kind of shows you where the idea of having a replicant would come from exactly so i i like that aspect of it and they're they're trying to train these super soldiers in order to be sort of you know like these these ultimate warriors that are out there and they do have it out in outer space you know it is set in the future um you know there is some some interesting tie-ins but as far as being like a prequel like where would it fit in the timeline when would it happen it, it, it's just also confusing and and quite frankly soldier wasn't that great of a movie no, it's so not. <laughs> but it takes place in 2036 so right. so it's so that would be in between, in between blade, blade runner, runner and, and blade alien. runner yeah and, and alien and blade runner 2049 and another thing we'll put up on the instagram is there is a reuse of uh of a prop just like in Predator Two, we had right. the alien head right. up there on was the ship. A few. You see the spinner, you know th- yes. that very distinctive hovering car that both Deckard and and a f- few other people drive in both the Blade Runner movies. We have one of them on this planet, this garbage planet that yep. he ends up um, being on, which makes sense. You know, this is this is set about twenty years after Blade Runner. So if they're bringing all the garbage of the galaxy to these various planets. 
old cars, especially old cars from Blade Runner, would be there. So I think it's yeah. it's both a reuse of a prop just to save money because I'm sure I'm sure they just had all this stuff lying around. But also, you know, it's a it's a cool little connection. So that's a very tenuous connection. And then I and and so there we go. So we have the, those two universes. But then the alien predator concept is just rife to just spin off because. We'll get into it. In comics especially, yeah, everybody's fought an alien. Yeah, so this is where it gets fun, right? <laughs> yeah, this, this is where it gets this fun. This is really where it gets fun. And I actually read a um, an article yesterday uh, that was written about one of the best crossover comics, uh, and that was uh, Batman versus Predator. Nice. The Batman versus Predator comic. It's actually it's very good. It's incredibly good. It's it's not only a good Predator story, it's a good Batman story. It's incredibly gory and bloody. It's it's like the art in it is ridiculous. It's so over the top and dark, and you will probably never ever ever be able to buy it ever again. Yep. Because now that Fox is owned by Disney, it would essentially be like a five company agreement that you would need to have happen because Fox owns Dark Horse, which was the Predator line, and then obviously Batman owned by DC. So you would need like this five different company sort of agreement just to reprint a comic from the 1980s. Wow, that's too bad. Right? Which is so it just means (laughs) that like if you can ever find (laughs) if you can ever find that comic book, it's gonna be worth a lot because it's not gonna be ever reprinted ever. Get Ming in here, I'm sure he has it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have I have the graphic novel and it's it's incredible. Like I've I've had it for years and years and it's like one of my favorite graphic novels that I own. Yeah. I mean there's there's been Aliens versus Superman, Alien versus Batman, Batman versus GI Joe versus Alien, or GI Joe. Did I imagine that? If there hasn't oh, been, there should. There should be. I, I, yeah, I yeah, definitely imagine that. Yeah. I, I would love to see Sergeant Slaughter punch a Xenomorph in the face. Oh God! I know, right? <laughs> and, and you know they'd be a better run soldier team than what we saw in Aliens. Yeah. Well, that's what's funny too. So Aliens and Soldier, getting back to Terrible Soldier, they both have this terrible concept where like where like the commander is on the ship. And then they're connected mm-hmm. via like camera and audio to like the actual grunts and the different right. soldiers yeah. out. You know, like there's a sergeant and then the non-enlisted personnel. So it's like, it's so, it's so bad. Yeah. Like the way they go, like in- inevitably, you know, they their mission completely fails because they lose contact with the with the person in charge at the ship and the whole thing falls apart. Yeah, and like. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but because I was kind of drifting in and out when I was watching the movie because it's not really that good. And Fair. It could not Fair. could not keep my attention. But there didn't seem to be a lot of dialogue in Soldier. Like, it seemed oh, to yeah. actually, like, it's a lot of, like, epic action scenes, which is pretty cool. But there's not actually a lot of dialogue in the movie. Kurt like Russell talks less than Superman does in, in Batman vs. Superman. Superman, right? <laughs> like, I'm not imagining that, no. right? Like, there's a, there's a serious lack of dialogue yeah. in the movie. Yeah, and you know, it just it seemed very much that way. See now, so the funny thing is, is that you you've gotten a lot of these different movies, right? Where you've got, you know, the Predator movies with the Alien versus Predator sequel. Yeah. You've got you know the Alien movies that have all of these sequels that happen years and years later. Um, I have to say, the Blade Runner sequel, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, is a marathon and it is an epic 
marathon. It is great. It's and it's three, gorgeous. It's like three three plus yeah. hours. Um, and it, yeah, you're absolutely right. It Roger is Deakins, gorgeous. It's, it's captivating. Dave Batista in that movie, surprisingly, he's good. surprisingly incredibly good. Dude, Harrison yeah. Ford doesn't come in until like an hour and a half into the movie, and he's great in it. I right? actually did not see. 2049 yet oh well, that, we got that's, some spoilers for you but you know what's interesting yeah, spoiler alert nah, but, I, don't I mean it's it's a it's a, it's it's a fucking yeah. great movie. what's interesting about blade runner 2049 is as we're talking about canon and continuity and what is and what isn't canon you know a lot of people know that blade runner is famous for having like 15 different cuts yes you know so yeah. it, it, it wasn't very successful when it first was released it's become kind of like a cult classic and it's gotten a lot of attention afterwards just because it looks so great but there were multiple director's cuts. I, my favorite is yeah. there's the final cut, which came out in this blue DVD about right. like 10 years the, ago. The, there's like a final cut, an yeah. ultimate cut, a director's cut. And then nowadays, if you talk to anyone, everyone who talks about Blade Runner says that the theatrical cut is the best cut. And yep. what's interesting is that the different cuts actually change a major part of the storyline. So, yep. so the whole yeah, idea yeah. is, in the movie, ostensibly, Deckard is a human cop who is searching out for the replicants but different cuts of the movie imply that he to a certain extent might be a replicant and depending on the cut they flat out say it right or it's implied but then 2049 comes out and they have to have an answer right and what's great is they they first off they they do a head fake right off the bat because ryan gosling's character is a replicant Right. He is a new type of replicant. Spoiler alert! (laughs) He is a new type of replicant tracking down the older types of replicants. And then eventually that leads him to discovering who Harrison Ford's character Deckard is, who has to be a human because his daughter is the product of a human and a replicant. So it solves that problem, but then it also at the same time kind of creates this new species, which is, you know, somehow the replicants were given the ability to procreate. And so now, so now you have this, you know, this this new hybrid replicant, right? And what if that's the reason why they were trying to study the alien species because they wanted the it was actually the the replicants or the androids that they want to learn how can we get androids to procreate right in the same way that these aliens sort of inject their 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 themselves into a person. Right, and it harvests inside of a person. Yeah. What if that's the reason why they want to study aliens? It's not just about trying to turn an alien into a weapon. It's actually to to be able to learn how to make the androids procreate. And they have all these great connections. Because what's great about Blade Runner? Do androids yeah. dream of electric sheep? There you go. Well, so okay, so again, not having seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine, but having seen Blade Runner. That whole concept is one of the only things that makes both Prometheus and Alien Covenant good because it's that same concept right. and they really explore it in Alien Covenant when the because op- the opening scene is uh, Wayland uh, Guy Pierce, the younger version creating David for the first time right. and his whole thing he's like we're going to find out you know where we come from because David said to me he's like so he's like so if you created me who created you? You know, and then it's like that, and, and that's where like David gets the idea in his head to like, you know, I'm just gonna fucking create some life because like I can do that, you know. Yeah. Like, why does it have to be, you know, only why do only humans and you know nature get to like I'm gonna do it myself. Um, so it's it, it, so it's very much that same theme which has an even stronger connection, I think, to that universe. So I guess it's good in that sense, but you know, I mean, 
David just decided that he was going to make the aliens have acid blood. Like, that was just, you know, he just came <laughs> up with that idea. Like, you know, it used to be a mystery now. It's like, oh, no, I threw acid in their blood. It's all it's all part of, you know, genetics. It's going to be their defense yeah, mechanism. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. God, oh, God. I just watched it this morning. That's why I'm so, like, heated about it because it makes me so angry. <laughs> and it, it kind of brings up an interesting point, right? Because, you know, here at Cannon Fodder, we discuss, you know, what is, what isn't, and what could have been. And the Cannon Fodder offices. <laughs> yes. And so here at, here at the Cannon Fodder offices, we like to discuss, you know, obviously what should be and shouldn't be canon. And so just because there's Easter eggs that combine uh, sort of movies or that have like there's an Easter egg in a movie, does right. that necessarily mean that it is essentially the same universe? And will that make it canon just because there's an Easter egg in it, right? Like arguably in Predator 2... It was just like an Easter egg yes. that the alien head was there, and then it ended up creating an entire universe, therefore making it canon, right? Whereas you take something like uh, Firefly, for instance, right? And he very clearly, when he jumps into that anti-aircraft gun, very clearly at the top, there is the Weyland utani uh, logo, yeah. right? That's right at the top of the gun, right? right? But just because there's that one little Easter egg, does it make it canon? Yeah, no. That, that no. was that was definitely yeah. just they found they found that on the on the prop set. It's like when we used to go to the barn in theater. Oh yeah, we're just gonna take this. Yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah. will be fun. We're gonna reuse this. this. <laughs> and, you know, that's probably because you know Joss Whedon, who did both, uh, he wrote an early version of the script for Alien Resurrection. Right. Okay. He did. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. So I think Which the he final, does not want to be known. No. For. Like the no. final the final version of the script was like a combination of a bunch of people. So that but you know he was working on Alien and I think he was doing so that's just yeah. him like throwing it out. Yeah. Just just, you know, just his little his homage. Right. Yeah. So same thing with Blade Runner 20, uh, 2049, Right. Is because when Jared Leto's character is walking down that hallway with mm -hmm. Ryan Gosling, you know, there's that that scene where you have all of the people and they're in their cases and in one of the cases. Is, is one of the engineers, yeah. right? Very clearly looks exactly yeah. like the engineer right. from Prometheus, right? So I think that's a stronger connection, though, because I think there's a difference between like. Is it though? If, if I were to make a movie and I were to like have like the Daily Planet be like the newspaper somebody is reading, and it's a yeah, okay, unrelated movie, right? That would just still be a stronger me. connection. That would, that would just be me like making an homage to something I like. But you know, Ridley Scott, he made Alien, he made Blade Runner, and he produced 2049. Blade Runner yep. 2049, right. at the same time that he was making this Builder series. You know, right. like, he was he was working on Prometheus, Blade Runner 2049, Alien Covenant, all at the same time. So I feel like that's him more like actually throwing in connections. You know, like he's like doing that because those decisions are being made by somebody who's like making things within this world. Yeah. That's and an interesting yeah. point. That's an interesting point. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it was a nice Easter egg to have. I don't think that it's enough of a clear, you know, kind of tie-in to tie the, well, the, the Alien Resurrection or Alien Covenant and yeah. uh, and Prometheus movies to the, the larger universe. Well, yeah. I mean, because, again, let's, let's remember the most important thing here, that even though Ridley Scott is the one that said my new Alien movies are the ones that lead into Alien – it still doesn't make any fucking sense because you have to assume that – so when you watch Alien Covenant, they leave the planet, right? Right. 
um, where David has created the aliens. And the ship, the big horseshoe-shaped ship that we all know, is left behind in the planet. Yeah. So there's been nothing else made since then, so you have to assume that that is what eventually becomes planet LV-426 right. that the Nostromo touches down on, right? So when you go back and watch Alien now, one of the things that's very apparent in Alien Covenant is that there was a civilization living on that planet. There are, like, yes. structures. There are right. buildings on that planet. When they get to LV-426 in Alien, it's only supposed to be like another 50 years, 100 years after the events of Covenant. There is nothing there. Yeah, there is nothing. absolutely fucking nothing. So and something the landscape... cataclysmic would have had to happen. Exactly. Maybe that's what the third movie was supposed to be. Oh, go fuck yourself. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here with that. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's an asteroid that hit the planet. Uh, like, climate no. change? No, yeah. Climate change? Because, because, yeah, because the dinosaurs. Well, but, see, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they make a point in Alien Covenant in the very yeah. beginning when they're first exploring. Like, oh, look, there's wheat here. Like, or what looks like wheat. Like, how could this be? But in Alien, and in Aliens in particular, when you watch the director's cut, the planet is a barren wasteland. Right. It is a completely barren wasteland. And what yeah. we know just about you know planetary physics to begin with, world-ending events don't just happen in a 50-year span. So, fuck you, Ridley Scott, okay? Covenant <laughs> does not fit into Alien. You're an asshole and you suck. Oh, I'm going to piss yeah. you off even more now. Uh-oh. So not only did... Uh, Ridley Scott make us the terrible... I mean, I love the guy because he, he created Alien, so you can't yeah. hate him too much. And he yeah. created Blade Runner. He did some great jobs, but... Yeah. His Alien Covenant sequel uh, torpedoed what could have been the best Alien Oh my god, sequel. yes, I can't wait to talk and about this. This is the potential, uh, it's been called Alien 5 or Alien Xeno. Okay. And it would have been a selective sequel. This would have been the best Alien movie selective ever made. Selective sequel. Now so, describe, so, what so, is a selective sequel? So that means sequel? that it would have pretended Alien 3 and 4 yeah. didn't happen. It's Superman, oh, it's Superman, Superman Returns. So it is a direct sequel to Alien 2, Aliens. Aliens yeah. But okay. it, would have, it would have aged the characters. So like this, this was being proposed in 2017. So you would have had an older Ripley, an older Newt. Everybody would have been older. And it would have dealt with kind of setting up Newt as like a new Ripley and, and uh, there's some there's some great um, we'll also put up on the Instagram here there's some oh, great God, the concept yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it, it would have been from Neil Blomkamp yep. who did right. Elysium Chappie District 9 yep, yep. he has this like great aesthetic that you have like the space trucker aesthetic of Alien you know where it's dirty and it's very working like right. And then he has this aesthetic where, like, all the wires always seem to be outside the packaging. I almost think of it as like the 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 opposite of uh, of of Apple. You know, everything is like right. everything is outside. It seems very cobbled together, which works for District Nine because you know they're reusing another type of alien technology. And then in this one, you know, it seems to be a lot of from the concept art repurposing of both the organic material of aliens and ju- and just like the space technology from that ship. You know, like there's this great. Um, there's this great photo of like B- Ripley basically wearing a repurposed xenomorph like yeah. suit into like you know like based off of their skin, and mm-hmm. then there's a huge hanger that has the ship that we've been talking yeah. about seems to be being like dissected or you know just you know finally Wayland Yutani got what they wanted they're finally able to explore this ship scientifically and right it just, it just would have been great because I, I mean just the potential to like save the series yeah because and, and just make that terrible beginning of Alien Resurrection where, like... Well, because it would have made... So, yeah. so here's the thing about this movie, is that even if they were to make this movie in place of Alien 3, 
you still could have had Alien Resurrection be made exactly the way it was because you still could have had Ripley die at the end of that movie, the whole oh, cloning thing, yep. you know. But what it does is it just erases the terrible idea of Alien 3 and the prison planet. And just like the, the biggest crime of Alien 3 is not the entire movie. It's the fact that they kill off Hicks and Newt and Bishop in a crash, yeah. like yeah. which again yeah, just makes screen. which which makes yeah. which makes zero sense to begin with because so so let's just like think about this logically right so at the end of Aliens okay mm -hmm. yeah. they've made it back to the Sulaco right the main ship okay and as you know you have to suspend a little bit of disbelief to believe that the alien queen you know hiked her way up yeah. into the landing gear like yeah. but whatever made for a cool ending scene yeah, of yeah. course but so then so then what alien 3 implies is that the queen in the roughly 15 minutes it took to fly from the planet surface to the ship the sulaco in orbit laid an egg yes. on the hull of the ship right and then not only did that egg hatch outside the ship, make its way into the ship, infect Ripley, but for some reason, Ripley decided that instead of staying on the Sulaco, she was going to take her little lifeboat ship from Alien and leave the Sulaco, because it's not the Sulaco that crashes in no. Alien 3. It's her little lifeboat ship yeah. from the first one. Why the fuck would anybody do that? It makes zero fucking yeah. sense. So right from the get-go, this movie is just complete garbage yeah. from a storytelling the storytelling perspective. timing yeah. makes no sense, because the first two movies talk about how quickly... The alien infection, like like once once yeah. you get the face hugger, yeah, it's within know, hours. Yeah, yeah. It, it's right away. And, and it's busting out of your chest. Yeah. She goes through a whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> right? with, yeah, like with the right. Aliens. Because it makes because they, they try to make it. It's like oh, it broke into your hypersleep right. container. But if it broke into your hypersleep container, you would be fucking awake. You right. would yeah. not have known. Like as soon as it came off your face, because it within a couple hours, the ship would have never crash landed. Right? Yeah. Ripley would have been awake. She would have realized that she got a fucking alien, or most likely. She should have done the ship. Like, like none of it makes but sense. That could have been good yeah. though. Like that idea. Like, if she would have known for sure, and maybe she was making decisions based on the fact knowing that she's about to die because of the alien. Like all that type of stuff would have been better. Right, than, but they like, didn't do that. Yeah, yeah like, they just no. do it at the very end. Right. She realizes, and then like it waits until she's about to die to pop out. Right, is one yeah. of those things where like it's a great like. You're pitching it. Oh, it's such a yeah. great shot. But then, like, you really think about it. Yeah, so, so, the, like, so the reason uh, why, from the, a storytelling perspective, <laughs> so the real the reason why the Neil Blomkamp movie would have been so great is because one of the things they pitched in the script was that the aliens come to Earth. Because one one of the key components of that original pitch was that you know, so they they detonate the nuke right in the colony on LB four two six at the end of Aliens. But the nuke obviously does not destroy the entire planet. Right. So it stands to reason that the original alien ship, which was several miles away, like more, like hundreds of miles away from the colony, right, is still intact. Yeah. So in between Aliens and the, the abandoned Neil Blomkamp movie, you could easily tell the story where the Weyland-Yutani Corporation goes back to the planet, well, they're not goes give up. back to the original ship. Because yeah. like we said, they're not going to give up. And now, they, because there's no other interference, there's nothing else to consider, they just go straight there, they bring the alien specimen back to Earth, right? Yeah. And like that's how that movie happens. And they just, it would have been so much time. better. So, yes. like, yeah. so it, it, it's very much like, you know, I know you guys don't like it, it's like Jurassic World. Like now things are, so now it's like, it's not to direct, you know, things have happen now like things are now 
normal. Like maybe they've been researching these aliens for decades right. now at this and, point. And how you know? dope and how dope would it have been if they make like another fifty years pass, right? Mm-hmm. And the Wayland Utani Corporation lets the aliens get out of hand and the, the Sulaco ship eventually finds its way back to Earth. Yeah. Ripley and Hicks wake up into a world that's overrun by aliens, right? And then it becomes like a post apocalyptic horror movie. Like there'd have been so much better. So much better. Yeah, and that's the thing. So Alien Three was in, like, developmental hell. Like, there are so yes. many different versions of Alien 3, too. So, obviously, this is a potential version of Alien 3. My favorite is uh, William Gibson, who wrote Neuromancer back in 84. In fact, yeah. you know, like, he kind of helped create um, the aesthetic of, like, that cyberpunk, as we call it. You know, yep. you know yep. what you see in Blade Runner. He kind of, you know, yep. you know, like, that... that Which, like, Neuromancer city. is a great movie if you've never seen it. That's a... It's a, it's a really good movie. Is that... That's I think well that's unrelated. There's no, it's yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. completely unrelated, yeah. but it is a, a really good. But yeah, so and and so for our listeners, I'm actually story. midway through right now on Audible. There's a competing podcast with us. I guess maybe not really. It's they took the Alien Three script from Will from Will Gibson, and Lance Hendrickson and Michael Bean actually perform their roles. They do an audio drama. Oh, that is cool. William that's cool. There was also a comic book version of it, and like it's very you know. So it's set in a world where there is you know so. Obviously, the U.S. and the USSR still exist because this was an 80s look at the future, so they didn't expect the fall of communism. So you ha- kind of have, like, you know, like, you have, like, the, the Wayland yutani super capitalist people in space, but you also have, like, socialists in space, and, like, you also have this whole um, thing where they all survive, like, Bishop and, and, and new, everybody still survives, and, like, they, and, like, you know, like, there's a whole new alien thing, and there's three aliens, and it's a whole thing. I'm about midway through, but it's really good, and so that, that would have been so much better, too, because once yeah. again, if the other characters survive, you care more. Yeah, if it's a right. linear story. I mean, that's why people like TV now because you're instead of having you know one three-hour movie and you're you're watching a character for three hours or two hours or an hour and a half, you're watching eight one-hour episodes, right? So you're able to build more development into the characters and build more story, and it's more compelling for yeah. you right now. Right. This, this lights up. Oh, oh, I didn't even know it lights up. Nice. So, so for those of you uh, at home, we are still playing with the alien, alien egg, egg yeah, that was brought that in by up. the proprietor. I posted, that. <laughs> I posted it Chen. on my story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so sick. And we're just playing. With, and, and you know what? Toys is what it's all about. Like that's that's the thing about. That, and that was really that's what it is. Like, alien, and alien predator. predator. I remember those action figures when I was they're a kid. Such, they're such good villains. That's why you have all these comic book crossovers. Yeah. You know, we tease it a little bit. We'll get into now. Like there are just so many good. The thing is, you all want to see. Batman fight an alien. Right. Yeah. Superman fight an alien. Judge Dredd fight an alien. Right. Green, Green Lantern, Lantern because they're in outer space, so it makes sense that a Green Lantern would fight aliens Buffy if they the existed. Buffy the Vampire Slayer fight alien. Which, <laughs> another Joss Whedon connection. Of which, course. Okay. It's just, and, and then, you know, looking towards the future, you know, Alien and Predator, um, not Blade Runner, but Alien and Predator are both 20th Century Fox properties. Yep. Yep. Both series have completely failed recently at the box office. <laughs> well, 2049 did okay, didn't it? Well, that's but that's Blade Runner. That's something different. So. Uh, yeah, not, right. not Alien. Yeah, yeah, Alien yeah, and Predator, Predator both did yeah, terrible. Yeah, they've done yeah. terrible. And, yeah. and so now 20th Century Fox is, is no more. It's 20th Century Films. It's yeah. owned by Disney. It's owned by Disney, yeah. And uh, just recently, Marvel has released some great key art of uh, like Predator and Alien. Yeah, this is like the future in the Marvel. You know, like there's this great uh, sh- shot of a Predator right. on top of what seems like 
Avengers Tower holding I, Iron Man. Because who wouldn't want to see Wolverine versus a Predator? Like, so so in the awesome. future, you know, all the crossovers like you were mentioning with the Batman. Right. It was all like a lot of DC and Dark Horse crossing yeah. over with Alien Predator. Right, because Dark Horse had all of the, the movie rights to, yeah. like, if it was a movie like Terminator, RoboCop, Predator, Star Wars, even Star Wars right. It was yeah. all Dark Horse mm-hmm. comics. Yep. They had all of the, the movies. So, so now we have a future potential for where Disney can not only make more of these movies and maybe restart the whole series, but then we also have the potential for some great crossover comics where I like the Avengers versus Alan and Predator. So then I guess I'll throw this out to you guys. We'll start with Anthony. Like, where would you like to see them go? And what do you consider right now like the the, the canon? What movies well, are your canon so, for Alan so and let's, Predator? So let's talk about that first. Like, yes. where where we are versus where we want to go. And let's right. let's talk about, like, okay, what, what would we think is canon? And I'll try and do it in the, the chronological order because I always like that so that it creates kind of like a, like a story. Like within the series. Right. right. Yeah. So in, in chronological order, I would say Predator 1, Predator 2, and then Alien versus Predator. Right. And then jump into um, Blade Runner first, and then Alien, Aliens, forget Alien 3 <laughs> ever existed. Uh, then I would say uh, 2049, Blade Runner 2049, and finally uh, Alien Resurrection. Because even though it wasn't a good movie, I think that it follows the same mindset of the replicant android you know kind of mindset and create that that would be what i would deem as as what would be canon right so you've got the two blade runner movies you've got the first two predator movies you've got the first alien versus predator movie because it's got charles bishop in it so it creates that linear you know kind of character uh that you're following um, plus, it, yeah, it, it wasn't the greatest of stories, but it wasn't terrible either. And it was a pretty cool action movie. And the other thing is it's pretty short. It's only like an hour and 40 minutes long. Yeah. Like, you're in and out, and it's great. Yeah. And, like, gets the job done. Yeah, it doesn't try and overdo it. There's some clever moments with them fighting yeah. each other. You know, like, they do a good when, job when, of having humans, aliens, and predator all kind of fight each other. And when the predator ways. digs out the alien's skull and gives yeah. it to the woman yeah. and shows her that the... the it's like a shield. Yeah, the yeah. acid blood can't get onto the alien head. Yeah. Right? She's using it as, like, a shield. That's, that's kind of of cool like a bracer you know so that would be that would be what i would i would say is canon and so so predator one predator two then uh going into to alien versus predator the first one then blade runner then alien aliens then blade runner 49 and then alien resurrection what about you matt i would actually put it in that that pretty much that exact same uh thing because like as i've as i've made very clear prometheus and covenant have no (laughs) place in the alien franchise as far as i'm concerned so from a continuity perspective yeah i think that the what anthony laid out makes the most sense you know starting modern day predator into predator 2 even though it's that weird dystopian like los angeles whatever it all still fits within continuity moving on to things like blade runner and then alien and aliens it all that all fits very in a very linear sense for me and i agree i would you know even if you even if you incorporate alien three into the canon you can still get to alien resurrection right um but before i before i add one more movie into my canon i want to hear what yours is ed so mine so i i'm a huge fan of like the blade runner alien connection so i would actually make there's so much noise in in this series i would make it very simple i would watch blade runner Okay. I would watch Blade Runner 2049. Okay, so the first two Blade Runner movies. All right. I would watch Prometheus. Fuck you. Okay. Okay. Alien and Aliens. Just keep it very simple. Those five. Predator's a great movie, 
but I always feel like the Predator is just an extra toy that's thrown in. Okay. And if I want to watch a series that's like that, like is is the same type of theme, same type of world, right? Going to go, you know, just go in order of the series chronologically. Like you were just saying Blade Runner, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Prometheus, because it's heavily heavy replicants, and it really kind of bridges the gap. Alien, Aliens, just those five keep it nice and tight. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think I think especially with the Bishop connection, seeing that is a good setup for for Blade Runner. And I would I would almost say that because like the androids are almost like a they're they're the androids and Alien are what the replicants become, right? Because yes. they they actually become useful and you know they they become longer life. They're more in control. They don't go you know they they don't go kind of. Well, I mean, they all do, but they're not supposed to, you know, become self-aware and, but what's and kind interesting of go off too on is, their is own. They're kind of like downgraded too. Like, so for instance, in twenty forty-nine, you know, the replicants are basically human to an yeah. extent, right? They, yep. in, in fact, some of them can mate with humans and mate. Yep. But like, when you get to Alien and Aliens, I know they're they're made all out of order, but like, these replicants have like white blood and they look very much like yeah. robots. And yeah. I and I almost think if you were to try to tie everything together and explain away that you know potential retcon or continuity problem is just like. Sometimes low tech is better, you know. Yeah, like this yeah, idea, yep. you know, like Agreed. you know, Agreed. like and, and, you, and you talk about this now in, in like modern warfare a lot too. Like we're getting so caught up with you know like with computer connections and with you know like the internet and, and all this type of stuff. But like that's a very vulnerable technology. Like like you know, yeah. there, there's a lot of you know there's a lot of reasons why like an analog system. Is 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 you know easier to control and it's less hackable and like Ooh, right. like the gypsy danger <laughs> <laughs> and so like you know these so, so to have like a simpler replicant that can't basically pass for human and have kids is probably something you would have maybe a hundred years later yeah you know? yeah yeah all right so what do you think is uh, what would you consider canon yeah you had a nice little yeah teaser so there. so well it's a it's a different it's it's canon but in a different universe but still crosses over like we mentioned as a teaser from our last episode you have predator predator 2 and then terminator nice <laughs> because as we all know dutch from predator is clearly the blueprint for the t-800 right so and then and then it's it's interesting because then is is it after the war is won that they decide, okay, well, we still need Terminators, mm -hmm. so then they turn them into replicants. Right, so you can still tie Blade Runner back to it, so yeah. it's like you say they've won the war, and then you have your multiple timelines where the Terminator movies continue uh, to exist in this multiverse idea, and then in, you know, Earth 2, let's call it, it's Blade Runner picks up, and then you get into Alien and everything else we said. Nice. Yeah. And you yeah. know that's that's great too because the multiverse theory is the yeah, greatest. The Terminator rights have been like sold and bought by various companies yeah. over time. So, you know, not that they need another film series, but you know, Disney could easily buy Terminator. And you know, because because yeah. and this gets right into you know where we think the future is going to be. So now we have you know to wrap up this podcast. Yeah. You know, each one of these series that we're going to be talking about, there we're we're always going to have sequels. Yep. We've never seen the last you know we're going to die not having seen the last Star Wars movie, the last Terminator movie. Like these yeah, yeah. these these series are just going to continue on forever. Forever. So, yeah. So now that we have new ownership, Disney is now in charge of the alien predator world. Where do you want them to go? Do you want them to continue with this world, restart and and I'll start off what I would love to see is a complete um like a complete wiping the slate clean to just start again 
with Alien and Predator movies, but start them off with individual Alien and Predator movies, but with an eye to being connected. Yeah. So, like, maybe maybe make movies that don't necessarily, um, you know, discount the possibility of previous Alien or Predator movies, but kind of start off from fresh and, and you know, like, have them start off. And I would love to see, like we talked about, have an Alien movie set in the far future sometime and then have a Predator connection because I think that's the easiest way to restart this series. You know, have a Predator on a Nostromo-type ship tracking the aliens that are also under the humans. I feel like that's the way to go. I think you, you start from scratch, make a film series with an eye towards eventually connecting Alien and Predator. I think I think it would be really cool to have uh, both Alien and Predator in a Marvel movie, right? So you just do it like a right. one-off, right? Like, like as Guardians of the Galaxy, and yeah. they're just traveling through space, and all of a sudden, like, they come across, like... You know, nice. aliens and predator, nice. right? And that they just kind of, and you can intertwine. You just do it as a one-off movie, like a one-time yeah, villain. Yeah, you, you one-time villain. You yeah. can kill them off at the end. You you already have this thing because, like, the thing that I don't like is when they do try. It, it's the DC problem, right? Where they tried, they had this this universe that people know so well, and they tried to reestablish it and recreate this all this new universe all from scratch. And what they should have done was just taken characters from movies that they had done before bring in brandon ruth regardless of how bad or good the movie was bring in christian bale right yeah. you know regardless of of that he had already done three right you know bring them in or bring in joseph gordon levitt who was like supposed to take right. over after christian bale anyway so anyway so you bring them you could have brought them in and you could have created a universe with 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 properties that you've already established right and it's right? kind of like not so, quite a selective sequel but like making a movie that doesn't necessarily erase previous versions right you and know, it like, just connects I, that's what them. i like about you it's like yeah. you, if you have like if you throw in an alien or a predator as a villain you know for like thor or the guardians of the galaxy it doesn't necessarily erase any of the previous movies no not at all you know but it, but it does kind of create the potential to tie them in which of course we would love to talk about but it, what it does is it really sets up you know this is a brand new start it's it's a it's a soft soft reboot yeah and you could and it would be really cool and you just you don't you don't mention it, right? Like you almost you almost do the trailer as like uh, a space fantasy and you don't mention who the bad guy is. Yeah. But you do see people like dying off and like you see like, you know, they're sweating and you have to you'd have to kill off a main character. Yeah. Right? So like maybe maybe make it Drax, maybe make it, you know, somebody like somebody else. Like one of the main characters in the the Guardians of the Galaxy would have to die, right? And you like have that like and you you but you don't reveal who the bad guy is and then when you're watching the movie all of a sudden it's the fucking predator <laughs> right or it's an alien yeah. and all of a sudden like out of nowhere yeah like they're like traveling and they're like you know treasure hunting like you know like like star lord imagine he's like you know dancing around ha 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 <laughs> and you think it's all lighthearted and funny and then bam face hugger right yeah, to the face right. you know like how awesome would that be and you're like oh <gasps> it would just be just real wank stuff for fans <laughs> just real wank stuff for fans <laughs> what about you matt so i i would i mean listen i i'm going just straight to i'm superman returning this shit and i'm taking Everything else off the table, and I'm making Neil Blomkamp's movie. <laughs> Maybe not exactly. Do it in a way. I would do it in a way where it's like, you know, instead of doing the 
the hypersleep time jump that they did in uh, from Alien to Aliens. Just make it so that at the end of Aliens, they safely make it back to Earth, and for the last, you know, 30-whatever years to age, you know, correctly with the actors, right. they've been just, you know, living on Earth. Maybe make it so that, like, you know, Hicks and, uh, and, and uh, Ripley are, like, together, and they sort of, like, adopt Newt, and, like, she's an adult now, you know, it's a whole thing. And then you find out that in the background, because, like I said... The whole planet wasn't destroyed, and they didn't they didn't destroy the Wayland Utani Corporation, so they're still there being shitheads. So then you <laughs> find out that you know Wayland Utani has since traveled back to LV four two six, gotten the alien specimens, brought them back to Earth. They've been they've kept the lid on it for quite a while, and do kind of like almost like a like a zombie horror post apocalyptic thing. Out. Yeah, exactly. Get the like band slowly, back together exactly, and yeah, exactly. Cool. And then and then I would love to do. Like a so one of the cool thing one of the coolest things I liked about Alien Resurrection is how they made Winona Ryder kind of like a sleeper yeah. agent, right? Yep. I would have that mm-hmm. kind of character too. So like they you introduce the character as like a like a longtime family friend of of Ripley and Hicks, right? Because like they make them together, right? And then as shit starts to unfold, you get a scene where you find out that no, this is actually a sleeper agent, a replicant synthetic you know replicant time. the yeah. whole time that had been you know maybe assigned to like protect them from the corporation or whatever it was and now they've jumped into action a little bit when this whole thing happens and nice. like yeah getting the band back like that's the movie that I would make and then even that movie you could throw the Predators into it would be very right. easy to have the Predators be like oh you know what this entire time actually because by doing that you've negated all these other movies right so it would be very easy to be like oh by the way these Predators are also an alien species that has been hunting the aliens across the galaxy and now right. we've made our way to Earth and, you know and like yeah, the events of this movie could right. get the that Predators could, right. Like, you don't see the Predators yes. till the end, right? right. That's like the like, after you know, scene. Like, yeah. there, there was this major event on Earth, yeah. and now the Predators feel like, oh, we got to go back there to deal exactly. with it. Exactly. That's that's what I would yeah. do. I would, I would fuck everything else and just continue Aliens. Like You know you know what else they could do with with it being owned by Marvel now? Because uh, this just, just kind of hit me here while you were talking. Is um, Imagine if they did a Mojo movie. Oh, where God. Mojo is the yes. bad guy yeah. and he brings in and then you can bring in so he it's it's just like whether it's the X-Men because obviously he's an X-Men villain but you could do it with Avengers right. as well yeah. so whether it's Avengers or X-Men you bring them all to the Mojo planet and then he's got you've got predators that they have to fight you've got right. aliens that they have to fight you've got a Terminator like you know endoskeleton that they have to fight right like Forget how planet sweet Hulk, yeah planet alien, planet alien like, <laughs> where yep. like Mojo is like putting these people like Love all it. in these different scenarios and you can bring in all of these characters from established movies yeah. Yeah. And you can just have this giant, like, you know, you know, just crossover movie that needs no connection. You don't need, you yeah. don't need a long-winded storyline that doesn't no, make know, sense to kind of connect it. Yeah, you know the characters, and Mojo just brings. That's what he does. He captures people, brings them all into one single planet, and makes them fight each other. And Disney right? owns Tron too, so I don't know. You have like yeah, Tron, maybe the Tron motorcycle. Alien. Oh my god, that'd be so great. <laughs> Iron Man, oh, oh just great. Yeah, that'd be amazing. It'd be absolutely incredible. So, so, so call us up, Disney. We're, we're ready. We have, we, we have the ideas. We'll script it out for you. We'll write it. Yeah, we've got, we've got it all figured out, Disney. Yeah. Billion-dollar ideas right here. I love it. Dude, well, how fun would that be? A that Mojo movie? That would be so cool. I, yeah. You, you've sold me on, like, I was excited for these, like, Alien versus Avengers comics, but now it's like. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, to me, that makes, it's, it's the easiest because. You don't need a storyline to explain it. You don't need no. to explain why there's a predator there. There's a predator there because Mojo. 
and now we right? gotta fight him. Yeah, and now you have to fight him. That's it. You, you don't need to explain why there's an alien there because Mojo, right? You don't need to explain why there's a Terminator there, Mojo. Like it just, it's like he takes all of these characters from all of you, and he's like, I want to have the best entertainment and the best shows, and you make it like, you know, like. Like instead of Game of Thrones, like Game of Bones, right? And it's and it's that's when they fight the Predator, right? And it's a Predator, and he's on a castle of bones or whatever, right? Oh, that's great. Like, that's so yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, you know, just like you know, in Ragnarok, you had Hulk be like the defending champion. Yeah, if you right. will. Yeah. It would be great to have like Alien or Predator be like the defending champion. Yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah. so cool. Yeah, you have you have it on the game. Uh, oh my God, what was his name? Uh, Jeff Goldblum's character. Oh, the the Grandmaster. The Grandmaster. Yes. I was gonna say yeah. the Game Master. The Grandmaster. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's he's the new champion on the planet. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> oh, dude, I love it, dude. Anything with Jeff Goldblum, I'm watching. Yeah. <laughs> And and so I think I think that completes our episode. Yeah, man, we did it. Alien yeah. versus Predator versus, versus Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Yep. Yeah. So the so, Alien uh, Blade Runner. So I actually have heard theories that actually connect twenty two different movies together, all within the Alien and Predator and Terminator and Blade Runner universe. But there's this way that they throw Die Hard in there as well. There's there's uh, there's all these other other movies that kind of get thrown. Yeah, in Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm, fr- I'm fairly certain there's a way to connect any movie that was made in the '80s to an- to one another. To one another. But like, <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> well, we'll talk about Die Hard in a future episode. Yeah, yes, Die Hard yeah. is definitely on the docket. I love it. So yeah. so yeah, so great episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening everybody uh we talked about a lot of like um you know connections visually so we have some photos that are going to be up on our instagram which is the canon fodder podcast so that's going to be on instagram you'll see some of the neil blancamp um you know some of his his art that he put together we'll see some of the clips that connect you know be it the spinner or the uh, alien and blade runner um shared um, um computer screens all that type stuff it's just canon fodder podcast not the, the Cannon oh, Fodder yeah, Podcast. Yeah, you don't even know your yeah. don't even know your own Instagram yeah. handle. The the is what we had. <laughs> I had to uh, I had to add a the into right, the Cannon e- Fodder yeah. Podcast. I had to add a the into the email address because somehow there was already a Cannon Fodder Podcast email address on Gmail, so I had a the in. But well, they yeah. were parking it because they know we're going to be. Yeah, paying. right. That's right. Yeah, they know <laughs> we're going to be the, so, the greatest the greatest podcast so of all time. Cannon Fodder Podcast on Instagram, and then join us next week. Yep. Join us, join us next week for uh, Quentin the Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino universe, universe oh, which I'm yeah. really excited about. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is one of my favorite directors. Yep. All of his movies are absolutely incredible, and it's one of the. It's just a great excuse to go back and, and watch every. Yeah, I'm so movie. excited to get back and watch all the movies. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, we get to jump out of the like, the sci-fi world yeah. a little bit because you know we're we're, we're, we're going to do sitcoms. We're going to do the Fewest Universe. Quentin Tarantino. We're we're, yeah. we're jumping around. So so uh, you know, watch your Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah, and get we fucking ready yeah and let us know let us know what you think about alien and and predator where would you like it to go what would you like to be canon what do you consider canon right now um is there any of the video games or comic books that you you would consider you know quote-unquote canon which is always hard to be able to do but in certain cases like we're going to get a chance to talk about in the future you know things like the matrix and and others you know that very very much are canon so uh, let us know what you think um you know definitely like subscribe leave a comment and uh yeah prometheus and covenant are not canon I'm by out. far <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well done. God, you know, like I, I, like I watched, great. I rewatched uh, Covenant this morning because I wanted to go in with a, a fresh slate, and I just forgot how much I hated that movie. Yeah, it's so fucking no, bad. No, it's 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 like almost unwatchable bad. But the the the. The one that's such a surprise, Predator 2. Predator 2 still holds up today and is a great movie. Like, Predator and Predator 2 are, I think, like... Well, what's great about Predator 2 is that, like, it's it's that clever sequel where, like, it's different enough. You know, it's like, like the problem with all the other Predator movies have, you know, like, Predators in a jungle or forest. Right. And what's great about Predator 2 is that, like, they just took that because, you know, that... He's just as good in an urban environment. You know, like, it's a perfect, you know, like, it's just a different type of warfare. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. The only problem is that, like, it just doesn't, like, the Los Angeles, they make, like, Beirut. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, because you're watching it because I bet you it didn't even hold up back then. Like, I don't remember watching it back in 1990. And I guess, you know, you're right. I, about- I do. I remember watching it. I remember the well, the sickest scene yeah. was when the lightning hits the fucking yeah. pole. Like, that's just, like, the dopest scene. And back then, you know, like, you're around Rodney King and all that type yeah. of stuff. Maybe so like, the riots that maybe happen. Maybe, like, a city falling apart. Like, that seems like a potential. Right. But, but like, you watch it now and you're just like, no, like, in 97, L.A. was fine. Like, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, nine, well, 1990, because it wasn't yeah. until 92 that right. the riots happened. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. But, you're watching, but you watch it now and you're just like, I don't know, like... Clueless was set in the same world. They seem to be fun. Is Clueless the same world as... Can you tie Clueless into Predator? It's it's 90s LA. Like, how can... That was one of the things that I wanted to talk about as well, is is that... uh, the, the one of the best reasons to watch uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem is the scene because there's this one annoying chick in that movie, and she literally gets stuck to a wall by a predator, like one of the predator like flowing disc thingies, like the crawl thing, and she like it's like it's just such a brutal scene where she's like running and she just. Bam! And she gets nailed to the wall. Well, Requiem, like, I like, I like, jumped out of my seat in the theater. I was like, "Yeah!" Requiem's so brutal. Like, like oh, that movie's so bad. It's so teenage angst. Yeah. At the yeah. end, like that whole city gets destroyed. Yeah. Like that's fucking dark. Yeah, it's it's pretty dark. Which I like. I mean, no, I always I like do it. like it dark. But Dude, that was good. All right, yeah. so we got so we got three under our belt. Yeah, three under the belt, including you know episode zero. Yeah. You know, and then uh, you know we'll get Quentin Thank Tarantino you. and yeah. Well done. Yeah, thank you, Ming. This is so perfect. So, Quentin Tarantino next time. Yeah, Tarantino. Tarantino, Tarantino, Tarantino next time. Awesome. Yeah, this could be really cool. 